Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. <laughs> another week, another round of uh, good times here on the Andrea K Show. And let me tell y'all, if you've ever worked in live radio, you don't know adrenaline until you had to try to put on a live radio show every day and the kind of stuff that can happen behind the scenes. We had some gremlins in the studio about five seconds before we went live, uh, but the Crack AK team managed to actually get us to where we're live right now. If you're trying to watch on Facebook Live, we'll fix that image for y'all when we get to a break. Hang in there with us. We appreciate you so much as we launch another week. We've actually got a phenomenal show for you guys tonight. America's frontline doctors have filed a lawsuit against the Department of Health and Human Services to stop the abuse and the medical experimentation on children in this country in the form of the vaccine. And so you will hear from them, their attorney, Thomas Rents, after the first break. So you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for that. Uh, we've got Gregory Wrightstone is back with us. He is the leading uh, climate change disputer contradictor in chief and he will be here to talk about the latest attempt to try to force the green new deal agenda on us that could have massive repercussions and so we've got to always keep our eyes aware of the moves that are taking place out there and see how we can push back against that before before it gets too late we've already got biden inflation we we just can we've got to be fighting back at every turn i know it's a lot but that's why we we keep engaged right that's why we stay abreast of what's happening out there in the world 888-344-1170 Here's my question for you guys. Same question I posed to my man here before I bring him in. There's breaking news today, kind of. Let's just say that there's increasing cooperation for something that we've known, suspected and known for over a year, in which many people have said that this was not some, gee, some bat, you know, got sick and it just managed to, you know, you know, flap its wings and spread the virus, uh, you know, around the world, that this was actually a man-made virus in the Wuhan Institute of Virology lab. And my question for you guys is, what is the ultimate implication of that and what should happen next? Because I kind of feel like it's it's um, people are hearing that and are kind of not seeing agreeing with me in terms of what should it mean? Right. And, and what happens next with that information? I want to know from you. I don't want to plant any seeds. I'll give you my thoughts in a moment. But what do you think that that means ultimately in terms of what what next steps should the United States of America take upon that information? And I'm going to pose that question to my man who's here with me every night of the week. My my dear one, my DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, and I'll play in the intro because we're a little shorter on time because of that gremlin. But uh, I, I think think at the end of the day, Andrea, if what is the truth comes out, because I've never believed it's been bat soup, so to speak, if what is the truth actually comes out, that really brings a whole new level of, hey, what did we just go through over the past year and what were the purposes behind it? Because that mm-hmm. really takes it in a whole different direction. Well, yeah, what it does is it proves final should be the final nail in the coffin of Fauci. I'm not interested in the revelations here resulting in some investigation that's going to 
take years with some commission. Well, we need to get to the bottom of what happened in the lab. Quite frankly, I'm more interested in getting to the bottom of the scum bucket that is the deep state scientific community in the United States of America, right? I mean, a dear friend of mine said before the show, well, you know, I think that China, if this leaked out of their lab, I think China should have to pay us back and da, da, da. And I said, well, here's the problem with that. My dear, brilliant friend of mine, here's the problem with that. We have all the evidence, in spite of them trying to scrub it from the Internet, that the U.S. taxpayers was funding this gain of function research with the cooperation of not just uh, just the National Institutes of Health and the NIAID, but University of Bama. Yeah, roll tide, you you Bama people. Um, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, Harvard University, Eco Health Systems. So if I'm China, I'm going to sit back and go, I don't know you a dime. How do I not know that it's not your crack, you know, NIH Fauci? people that were responsible for the leak. Ultimately, what I think that, that, that immediately should happen, immediate first steps is every Republican and every American should be saying enough of Fauci. The highest paid crap weasel in the U.S. government has lied every step of the way. And his and his acting today with this, well, when he was asked about it, finally, only because of Rand Paul connecting the dots. It was, yeah, you know, doing his Columbo. Yeah, I'm not convinced that it was, you know, from a, from natural now. I got to get to the bottom of it. I got I got questions. No, man, you're supposed to be the one with the answers. In fact, you pretended that you were the only one with the answers and you deserve to have complete control of the United States of America and be and as such, be able to pull the, the, the trigger on the destruction of a $3 trillion economy. 30% of all restaurants in the state of California are closed permanently. Suicides, drug overdoses, all rising exponentially. All the, the mental health aspect of it, Andrea, probably bigger than anything. I, 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 I'm not interested in going down a rabbit hole of investigation. I'm interested in this man being fired. And, and, as, and in addition to that, every mandate, every guideline or whatever crap they want to call it, be immediately removed from the American people because it is proven now that every all the justifications for lockdowns, masks, distancing, and beyond was nothing but a bunch of crap. And also so as it gets into the vaccines, because in addition to the lies about all the, the guidelines and mandates was the lies that every American had an equal chance of getting it. Every American had an equal chance of dying from it and that there, we had to get vaccinated because there was no therapeutics and no way to treat it. And that was a lie. People have died because they were denied hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, budesonide and more. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to pick up the conversation here with with the attorney for America's Frontline Doctors, Thomas Renz, and his lawsuit that he is filing against the Department of Health and Human Services. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Especially glad to have y'all with us here tonight because we had a fire to put out and almost didn't get to go live tonight. Uh, but that just makes it exciting. Uh, we know we had a bunch of calls at the open answering answering my question wh- with these revelations or the confirmation of what many of us uh, knew from the beginning, that this was not naturally occurring from a bat, that this was manufactured in a lab. There's a lot of discussion about what should happen next, and I gave my views on that. I wanted to hear your 
yours, 888-344-1170. Give us a call a little bit later in the show, because coming up next, we have an attorney for America's Frontline Doctors who's filed a lawsuit against DHHS. Then we've got Gregory Wrightstone here, a climate change truth teller. So we will take your calls in the last segment of the show. But let's get right back to our discussion um, about Fauci and Department of Health and Human Services and these vaccines. Joining me now is Thomas Rents. He is an attorney for America's Frontline Doctors, and they have filed a lawsuit to immediately stop the COVID vax for children 15 and younger. And he joins me now. Hello, Attorney Rents. Thank you for being here on tonight's show. Happy to be here. Thank you very much. And you can call me Tom. Okay. Well, good. Thank you, Tom. Um, Before we get into your lawsuit, your thoughts on uh, Fauci. Well, he was kind of doing a Columbo right now. Yeah. You know, I'm not really sure how it started, you know, over there. I need answers. Um, your thoughts on the, what us finding out now what we've known all along, really, anybody with a brain, that this was manufactured in a lab? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, this is absolutely CYA time. And yeah, we filed this suit. We filed some other suits. We've got suits going on all, the, all over the place. And, you know, you can only lie to people for so long. Eventually, people start seeing the truth. And. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this is really a big CYA situation right now. I think he doesn't know what to do with himself, and I think they're going to throw him under the bus, which is not something I'd be real sad to see. Well, no, I, I want to, you know, 30% of restaurants in California are closed permanently. This man has not had, to, which is what happens in communist societies, right? In isms, fascist societies, socialist or whatever. The elites never have to live under the weight of their tyranny. And he should immediately be yanked out of his position and not get another dime from the taxpayer. In the meantime, the damage has been done. We have children now being children who don't get it and they don't give it are now being um, literally guinea pigs being experimented on with this vaccine. Yesterday, an article came out. The CDC actually is investigating reports of heart inflammation in teens uh, after getting this vaccine. So it's not not just adults getting a condition called myocarditis, but children. And children don't even get it or give it, do they? No. No, they don't. I mean, this is statistically zero risk of death to children. Zero. I mean, I don't, it's hard to fathom why we are allowing experimentation on our children for something that's no risk to them. They don't really pass it along. There's, There's really no risk in any way, shape, or form. And, you know, it's interesting to me. I, it's like every every generation or, or so, we have to have another guy, that another group that does this. I mean, we had the Nazis. We had Tuskegee. We had Guatemala. We have, you know, it's just uh, these people keep doing this stuff, and it never gets publicized. You know, somehow they always seem to buy the silence of everybody about, around them. You know, so, and we're, they're doing the same thing here. We are experimenting on children. Okay, so let's be real clear here. This was not tested on children. Even the lousy tests that they did that were by no means comprehensive and by no means proved safety or efficacy, even the lousy tests that they did to give the EUA, they didn't even do those on the kids. They, they were, there was literally the test to, to start uh, allowing this for younger people, people under 18, was done by extrapolation. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even tested. They didn't animal test. They are literally experimenting on your children. Yeah, and and children don't physically, uh, we don't re- really reach adulthood fully formed, including our brain development, 
till something like 23. I, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, how do we have any parent out there that would allow their child to be injected with, with something that they have no idea? I mean, do they allow their kids to just go and smoke crack? I mean, qu- quite frankly, what's the difference? Right. I mean, why would you why would you allow your child to be subjected to this? We we have no idea what the effect on the reproductive system is and whether or not they're going to have infertility as a role. And that and that would that would actually be, in some cases, the best case scenario. We have no idea how many are going to drop dead from blood clots down the road or, or, or anything that's going to happen. Um, there was a French vir- virologist, the guy who actually uh, discovered HIV, who did an interview a, a couple of weeks ago, who said that um, that the components of HIV have been inserted into the coronavirus virus sequence, perhaps, in, and I quote, perhaps in pursuit of an AIDS vaccine. When he was asked, well, could that have happened because a patient who is otherwise H infected with HIV was involved? And he said, no, in order to insert an HIV sequence into this genome, molecular tools are needed, and that can only be done in a laboratory. If the, uh, I, I, d- Does this sound crazy? Well, it's no more crazy than anything else that's going on here. Well, I mean, you have to understand something, right? You know, they they call it crazy. There's nothing crazy about it. They, they said it's a conspiracy theory. So let me tell you, here's what's not a theory. It's not a theory that there this this the genetic uh, sequencing for this shows that it was artificially created. It's not a theory that uh, Fauci funded things that appear to be going for gain of function research. It's not a theory that, you know, back on March 24th, DHHS issued an order, you know, changing the way they count deaths. None of this is theory. It's not a theory that the, that the media has colluded and collaborated and came to an agreement that they're not going to report anything that, that might create vaccine hesitancy, even though there, this isn't even really a vaccine. These aren't theories. These are facts. You know, people want to say it's a conspiracy theory. Here's the thing. Conspiracy theories mean it's unproven. We have facts. Mm-hmm. We don't really need to I want quite, call it a theory. It's just a conspiracy Right. In fact, you, uh, the one area I would I would correct you on or, or add in addition to that is it's not a conspiracy that they're pushing out this emergency youth use act and and in experimenting on children, possibly if not killing them, destroying their bodies forever. When you're only supposed to use or push out a vax or in any the use the emergency use act if there's no other treatments available. First of all, there has to be a risk, and there's not for children. Second of all, there has to not be any other. Treatment treatments available and we know that they let people die in order and withheld hydroxychloroquine ivermectin budesonide and more because they wanted the death count high and they wanted to hold off and and and, until they could could inject people with this poison that's my that's my conspiracy well i don't think there's any question about it we know that uh at least the one study where they claimed all these side effects from hydroxychloroquine yeah, in that study, they were dosing people at 2.5 times the recommended dose. They were ODing people so that they could say that there were side effects. They were killing people. I mean, this is unbelievable what they've done. Hydroxychloroquine works great. It does. It's a, if it's used properly in an early, early treatment protocol, it works great. So does ivermectin. I've been out shaking hands, getting hugs, uh, doing things, speeches for the last year. I've never stopped. And you know what? Not so much as a cold. I've been on vitamin D, I've been on zinc, and I've been on ivermectin. That's what my doctor gave me. I've been on it. Haven't even had a cold. I've been in better health this year than I've ever been, and I've been out kissing babies and shaking hands like a politician. 
I've been in better health than I've been in a year and a half, and I'm convinced it's because in December 2019, I actually had the Rona, and it blew through the radio station, and that's what we uh, many of us here think happened, because they're, oh, by the way, there's also reports that they said were insane that weren't true, that uh, that it was that different virologists and scientists in China were sick in November 2019, and now they're like, oh, yeah, that was true. Let's talk a little bit about your lawsuit. Tell me about where it goes from here, because, and, well, before, before that, I'm actually curious why you chose the ages of 15 and under as opposed to 17 and under? Well, so what we did was we filed what's called an ex parte TRO. And what that basically means is we're taking it. We were taking a shot to see whether the judge would just give us this because we felt that it was certainly justified and we felt that it was very much warranted. We also know that it's next impossible to get, but we felt that it was, it's such a crisis. I mean, we've got kids dying. Yeah. Kids are dying from this. I've got a, I've got a, she, I believe she's 18 year old that's in a hospital and that's been in a coma for two months. I mean, wow. just perfectly healthy until she got the vax. So, you know, there, we felt that it was necessary to do that, but, but the real action is coming up. So by the end of this week, we're going to try and have in our motion for preliminary injunction and our full complaint. And when you do a a TRO like that, you want to keep it as narrow as possible. Now, I will tell you that the preliminary injunction and the TRO are going to be quite a bit broader. I can't give away all the details yet because I want to to leave a bit of a surprise for Uncle Fauci. But uh, (laughs) um, we're getting ready. To uh, to get that in, and that's where the real fight's going to be. I mean, we have absolutely, without a doubt, a very very good case on this. Uh, the evidence is absolutely indisputable that there is there are uh, serious serious conflicts within DHHS. There's no question that you know this this is an experimental, untested uh, biological agent. I mean, you, if you want to call it a vaccine, you can. Uh, I have a real hard time with that because they had to change the definition of the word vaccine so that they could include these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, because up till that change, these were not actually vaccines. So, you know, I mean, this is going to, from here, the, the real big fight starts. And, you know, I'm really interested. I'm really, really interested uh, to see where we get with, uh, to see what we find in discovery. Okay, so we do you think you're going to actually get a chance to depose Fauci himself? I certainly hope so. Uh, I do think we have a chance, but we'll see. I mean, you never know. Um, I've been I've been we're waiting for a year to do that. So I'm, I'm pretty eager to sit down and have the guy talk under oath. So, uh, well, he's, he's uh, well, excuse me for interrupting. Uh, I, I think he thinks he's clever, but it, but he's not he's not really up to Bill Clinton. It depends on what your definition of is is level. So I uh, predict that if he's put under oath, it's not going to go well for him. Last question for you, uh, Tom, before I let you go. Um, I'm a huge fan of Simone Gold. And all of everyone at America's Frontline Doctors and they have been persecuted uh, for speaking out. One of the things that she has talked about is is signing a petition to prevent medical discrimination because the, because the the push for um, vaccine passports and you're not going to be able to work or get a job or go into a business uh, under the guise of collective health is really strong. Um, is the petition still active? Where does that stand? 
Do you know? I'm not. I'm not sure where the petition is. I've been because you know I'm spending all my time on right. these lawsuits. But let me tell you what I can tell you about this. Simone is a brilliant lady and, and a real warrior. Uh, these people, these doctors, actually truly believe in first do no harm. They're good people, and it's a real honor and pleasure to work with them. You know, I got them. I, they got Joey Gilbert, who I'm working with. We've got a bunch of attorneys that I've brought in that are just great people. This is a really amazing thing that's happening. And God willing, we'll be able to free our country and bring accountability to these monsters. Well, I God bless you and everybody that you're working with there, because it's it's shocking to me that this is going on in the country. And um, but for truth tellers like yourself and, and Simone Gold and others and, and your efforts to fight it legally, um, who knows how much worse things could be right now. Hopefully you'll come back and update us as the case goes forward. And I thank you so much. Uh, are you guys raising money at all to help f- to help fund the, the lawsuit? Yes, we are. Okay, and you want to share that? Help. I'll tell you. Well, you can t- just go to Frontline Doctors and donate. Um, okay. I mean, you know, it's a, if you're looking for things, I mean, I don't have a donate button or anything, but you can look at rems-law.com. Okay. Um, I, but, and I've got some fun things up there and some interesting things in my blog and elsewhere. But, uh, yeah, we are. We're looking for money. We're looking for help. But I want to really do ask your, your audience one thing. Please read the, read the documents. Read what we're filing and share the information. Get it out to people. It's critical that people hear this because no matter what we do, it, we can only do a small fraction of what we can all do together. We need everybody to stand up and help us in this fight. Absolutely. we got to get active. Our, our children and our entire nation and our future depend on it. Tom Renz, thank you so much. God bless. Thank you. You too. All right, now y'all stay tuned. We've got more coming up. We've got Gregory Wrightstone's going to be here to talk about uh, that something happening uh, with uh, the Green New Deal here in the state of California and beyond. So come on back. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K A Y E. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. They got two years. They got two years to get everything through in this country um, before we have any. Uh, I don't know. I. I I go back and forth. It's like I was just about to say they got two years until 22 uh, to push through everything that they want before the elections. But do I actually believe we've got legit elections in this country? We have to get the elections right. Yeah. Well, let's just let let me just rephrase that and say they're going to spend the next two years pushing through everything that they want, including their green energy deal, because just like they're they're killing us off with these vaccines. They're also they're trying to kill off every aspect of our economy, particularly the energy sector. And that's why when I saw this new California mandate, or I can't call it a law, um, that uh, they came out today about the rideshare Uber. Well, here's what's going to happen. Uber and Lyft are going to be required to switch to electric vehicles beginning in 2023. So I reached out to uh, the known um, climate change denier himself. <laughs> Gregory Wrightstone, author of Inconvenient Facts, the science that Al Gore doesn't want you to know, and AOC doesn't want you to know it either. Hello, Gregory Wrightstone. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Hey, 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 wait a minute. I deny that I'm a denier. Let's get, this, uh, let's get that straight. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I just, I read about that, 
and uh, yeah, they want to go. Governor Newsom wants um, by 2030 to have 90 percent of all ride shares be electric, and it, there are a lot of problems with electric cars. Uh, the, the, the ride share services get away from a few of the problems with with electric cars. That would be like planning ahead. If you have an electric car and you take an extended trip. You have to plan ahead to figure out where all the charging stations are. They don't have that problem because they're probably driving, and they're they're mostly short trips. But it's that's man. I well, well how about first of all? It, excuse me for interrupting before I, I lose my train of thought because sometimes I'll have a good one and then it'll blow out my ear before I get a chance to speak. But I, I'm thinking from a standpoint of first of all. This is government, and this is the, and and they've they've got the freedom to do this. I mean, even conservatives were like, "Sure, take over business under the guise of coronavirus, right?" So now it's just okay. Here's just another example of commie, you know, Fornia deciding to just completely you know, seize a, a, a business model and a company and organizations and just decide to completely control its business model with a mandate supposedly under the guise of clean energy. And what this is going to do is put Uber and Lyft out of business. I mean, I'm not a aware of any electric vehicles that you know are cheap cheap to operate cheap to own i mean this whole business model was based on single mothers college kids people running around in beaters or cars that were paid for and they get to share their ride right and then it ends up being cheaper for the user i I mean what am i going to have to pay per ride to to roll around in a tesla 25 bucks to cross the street well, the answer to that is you're probably not going to be riding around a Tesla because they go for those are really expensive. There are uh, there are some uh, affordable options uh, like the uh, uh, oh, let me see where there are the, the Leaf and some of these other they're, they're basically if, imagine a Yugo with a lithium battery. Oh, You'd be driving around. What could go wrong there? <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to. If I'm going to pay, you know. 38 bucks to get from here A to B. I don't want to be crammed into a little a little box cart. And that's where it'll be because these people aren't going to be. These people are not wealthy. They're Uber drivers. No. So this, drivers. this 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 kind of overregulation, seizing, you know, people have said to me, oh, the Democrat Party, this isn't communism. They don't, they don't own the pink slip. For it to be Marxist, they've got to own the means of production. There's a way to own the means of production by regulation. You own it when you're, when you're controlling how it's, its ability, how, how it operates. One of the things that's included in this that I found interesting, uh, maybe you can shed some light on this as well, Gregory, is that they're going to get credits uh, to meet state greenhouse gas targets if they invest in sidewalk and bike lane infrastructure that supports active transportation and connecting to transit through integrated trip booking. So am I right in assuming that they're going to get credits if they invest in stuff that is going to put them out of business? Yeah, and that's that's what's and that's what's crazy. The leaders, the the, the heads of Uber and Lyft, are are just real, they're okay with this. Well, we're doing good for the environment. We're gonna, <laughs> they had to take care of their shareholders and do what's good for them. I wrote a, a commentary just last week about this, about how the uh, leaders of, of of these large corporations are embracing uh, things that are that will put them out, themselves out of business. For example, some of the large oil and gas companies and energy companies. Are, are all on board for going uh, going over to an all renewable energy, and we're going. We need to be the bridge. No, we don't. No, we don't. 
uh, reliable, affordable, abundant energy comes from fossil fuels. Mm -hmm. And the only reason we're not going to, we need to move away from them, we don't need to, is because there's a fake climate crisis. There is no climate crisis. There is no climate emergency. Uh, in fact, just today, I had a I had a commentary on Earth Day. It was published in the Washington Times. That was the title of it. There is no climate crisis. I love CO2, and so should you. And <laughs> in Washington Times... <laughs> who, knew it, who knew a geologist had a sense of humor? Go on. Well, well I do. I, you should love it. I, I, I've got... Oh, I'll have to send you one of them. I've got face masks that I'm giving away now that are CO2. I wear them everywhere. People love them. And, uh, <laughs> I need one. <laughs> yeah, sure. If I got to wear a mask, I might as well tick exactly. people off while I'm doing it. Exactly. And uh, but but these these companies are embracing this uh, so-called solution to the climate crisis. So I call it a solution in search of a problem uh, because you know we've talked many times about uh, how we believe here at the CO2 Coalition that uh, modest rise in temperature combined with uh, uh, increasing CO2 is leading to an Earth and its ecosystems that are thriving and prospering, and humanity's benefiting from that. Mm-hmm. We should embrace that, and, and it's just it's just completely opposite of what we're being told. You know how much? I'll, I'll test you. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not going. No, gonna, don't pop pop quiz me, no, man. I didn't like science. I, I'm yeah, a talker. Okay. That's oh, what I, I do. I'll, I'll, I'll test you, listeners. How much? How much has temperature increased since 1900? Oh, oh, I could probably less than one degree. Ahead. Less than one degree. Well, see, I've I've had Gregory on enough that I that okay. you might have pop quizzed me in the back. Well, let me ask you this. Let me pop quiz you, the, right. you, Mr. Gregory Wrightstone. How is it that you don't seem to understand that this climate crisis is racist, and that's one reason why all these people have to get in caravans coming up from Central America? How come you don't know about that? Yeah, and that's the thing. <laughs> the Biden administration talks about environmental justice, climate justice, and all these different justice. They're just sticking up for the poor people, but their very own policies coming out of the Biden administration are intended to hurt those, will hurt the very people they, they claim to help. Because their, their goal is to increase energy costs. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, those increases fall disproportionately on, on those in fixed incomes and the poorest because mm-hmm. they pay a higher percentage of their income for energy. They'll be the ones bearing the load. It won't be somebody making six figures. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be that person uh, making 35000 or 50000 or 40000 or less, whatever it is. Uh, that's grubbing to get by and trying yeah. to feed their family. Yeah, like uh, like maids, like the you know domestic workers that I see riding around with brooms sticking out of the back window, and they're pulling up to a gas station. Yeah, and they're pulling up to a gas station, having to pay five bucks a gallon right now out here. It just makes me so angry. Gregory Wrightstone, I need to have you on more frequently. I just love everything you're putting out there. Tell everybody how they can read your stuff and get your book and all that. Well, um, inconvenient. Uh, I was just the book was just introduced last week on on uh, Candace Owens' weekly podcast. Oh, okay. Candace got in before me. Okay. Oh, she she held up the book and said this this book has changed everything that I believe about climate change. And she said every child in America needs to read this book. And I was blown away. Wow. I, I, I never talked to her. Never saw it coming. And so, yeah. It's been going great. But you can go to inconvenientfacts.xyz or the CO2 Coalition, uh, co2coalition.org. Is, I'm the executive director there now uh, leading this group of uh, 
of top scientists in the world. I, I, I like to think that we're the tip of the spear when it comes to mm-hmm. uh, the science fighting back against this nonsense. So well, CO2coalition.org. Awesome. Gregory Wrightstone, thank you so much for the wisdom, the information, and the chuckles. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, if you want to weigh in, answer the question I posed at the top of the show or anything else. My question was, okay, now that we've confirmed that this came out of a lab, what should what does that mean? Is is the, are you shocked? I mean, beyond Fauci being fired, I mean, it, you know, what's this I, I almost think it might be a distraction. 888-344-1170. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Glad to have you guys with me. Glad to have Joe from Vegas on the line. He I think he's got an answer to my question about this revelation. Uh, that uh, the the China virus came out the lab, not a bad. Hey, Joe. Hey, I just wanted to say I don't, this is not really a revelation. This has been happening. Anybody with an ounce of common sense knew that mm-hmm. this did not come from a bat. Right. Okay, that was a smokescreen. I honestly believe, and, and once you find out about the, the money that came from the NIH and from this different university and that different university, all under the guise of uh, testing and, and, and science, the science is, is there. Why would you even open up that can of worms? That's like opening Pandora's box. You are messing with fire and putting gasoline on it, and they opened it up. And what I want to happen and what I think is going to happen are two different things. I want somebody to be held accountable for it. And, and if we were involved with the Chinese on this, we can't ask them for a penny. Do we want some, something back from them? Sure, we would like to have some people back from them. But is anything going to happen to this? No. They're going to create another distraction, and they're going to sweep this right under the carpet. This whole last year where 30% of the businesses will never come back in the state of California and all these other people that have lost their jobs, lost their houses, lost everything they've had is just going to go just like a, you know what in the wind. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's just one of those things. And it's kind of like uh, your phone's cutting out, Joe. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, it's easier to con people than to convince them they've been conned, right? People don't want to admit those that jumped on the Fauci bandwagon and believed him, including some conservatives were like, you know what? Yeah, we got to shut this country down. We got to do this. We got to do that. They don't want to admit they were wrong. The only one that I've heard in a leadership position who's admitted he was wrong was DeSantis in Florida. And he said, we should have never done the lockdowns. He lifted them first before anybody. And um, that's what needed to be done. Quite frankly, Trump should have fired Fauci in the middle of the year. They, they it was it wasn't past the month of March before it was clear or really the second it, it, to me it was it was never made sense from the jump I questioned it from the from the the outset any of it but even if you got sucked in Trump should have realized when they came to him and said 14 days to flatten the curve and then they tried to extend it that rent that right then and there should have been uh, 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 oh well that came on top of the fact that Fauci said in January oh those cruise ships that out there they got now they got to worry about it and in February he was telling people they didn't need to wear masks by the time that shutdown the lockdowns the 14 days got extended it should have been clear to Trump if it wasn't already that this man should have never been given the keys to our government and he should have been fired 
And he didn't. So, you know, exactly. and here we are. So now uh, and now both sides, the Republican Party, Trump people, nobody wants to admit that this this guy was a mistake. Yeah, and I, I couldn't have said it any better than what you just said now. I mean, this this has been a smoke smoke show since the very beginning. Yeah. They've all this is all they want to do. And I have to say this. But I, I got to believe the deep, deep state was all involved up in this. They wanted to get rid of the man who was going to change our government. Yeah. Give it back to the people. And they didn't want that. I really honestly believe that. Now, oh, I may well, of be course. going off on a tangent here. No, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And Trump really trusted Fauci and really believed them and wanted to protect, just like he, he gave up his incredible life and, and his family and went to D.C. to try to save this country. Um, so, I, you know, I'm, I'm still a Trump fan, but he's a human being. Being and he makes mistakes, right? And that was a mistake that he made. Exactly. And I have to look back. We cannot correct our path. We cannot make progress if we can't accurately assess ourselves. We, it's important as a person that you do self-assessment. It's important in your career that you self-assess. How, what's my areas of opportunity? How can I do better? And we, and we have got to make sure that going forward, we don't continue on this path of destruction. This should, this should be the final nail, as I said at the open of the show, of Fauci and his position. He should have been already yanked from it and there should be not one mandate not one guideline there should be nothing left from anything having to do with him and this virus as a part of our society period including pushing these vaccinations on kids which i don't know if you heard the interview with tom wrens about what they're they were literally yes. killing children with these vaccines and they're experimenting on our children. If these parents are letting their children get experimented on, they're as much to fault as everybody else has played this. I agree. Game. Joe from you know Vegas. One more thing before you take off. Ten seconds. You do a great job on that show, Andrea, and I sure do appreciate you. you keep up good <laughs> taggers. Love you all. See you tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out.